Let me tell you about debt. Let me elucidate the finer points of our scholastic achievement. Knowledge never comes free, so be careful. There will be a test. Every year, we churn out more and more graduates, more alchemists, more agricultural engineers, more human resource managers, but they always fail us. They do fine for a time, but their bodies fail. Our attempts to extend their usefulness have never succeeded. The people of brilliance hold that secret for now, and that leaves us in the lurch. Our graduates are leaders not born, but crafted, and that craftsmanship is lost the moment their fragile hearts stop. Transitions to new leadership are messy. They are always messy. We need fewer such transitions. We need none. What I'm saying is, Brightblade Company isn't the same without Elizabeth Brightblade. It's not bragging to say that the Bursar's office won't be the same without Zeno Litchfield. Each decade, the salt marches spread. Our cropland sinks, and it is all due to the failures to pass on knowledge. We all learn so many secrets in a lifetime that we never see a chance to teach to others. Those secrets, though, that is what our graduates owe us. That is their debt. That is a debt we intend to collect. What we need is a form of perfect education, a perfect means by which to transmit our knowledge. So, Miss Brightblade, are you ready for that test? Good. Now, put on that mask. Good day, my trans-dimensional friends. Thank you for joining us at the Crooked Thimble. Settle yourselves in, grab a drink, and join us for a tale of ambition, bravery, and tragedy. It may not come today, it may not come tomorrow, but heroes don't earn rewards. No, heroes pay the price. They always do. Hi there, future Trick, talking over past Trick. It's been almost two whole years since we posted an episode, and that's because Brianna and I have moved to Sweden. Surprise! I'm deep into the hardest period of game development right now, and Brianna is hard at work learning Swedish. Turning our whole lives upside down has slowed both the podcasting and game development plans for the Crooked Thimble quite a bit. Please bear with us. Our heroes have survived the Battle of Sapstring Ridge, and now travel with a new companion, Miriam Hammersmith, a survivor of the University Expedition to Semel Atsum, the First City. Our heroes have made promises to themselves and to the truth-seekers of Splinterfellow Lodge. Jean Archibus, leader of the University Expedition, must be stopped. Let's meet our players once again. With me today is Brianna Dempsey playing Impediment Reed. Say hi! Hi there! We have playing Kaya Wellsmythe, Hannah Garbaz. Say hi. Hi. And finally, playing Professor Isold Heisenberg, we have a Bob Poteet. Say hi. Hi. Today's agenda is to portray a fantastic world, fill the characters' lives with adventure, and play to find out what happens. When last we left our heroes, y'all had agreed at the uh, the pass between the Ridgeback Peaks uh, that you are going to descend down into the city of Semel Atsum. 
and, uh, you know, do something to uh, stop the nefarious plans of Gene Archivus. So tell me, let's say that you're still a day's journey, even though you can see the city from here. There's a lot of forest between you and it. Although, it is, there is a defined path. It looks like, while there was no paths kind of leading out from this pass that you're in right now, it looks like there's relatively frequent traffic up to this pass and back again. So, uh, you, you're overlooking the long trek to this city. You can see the high temple floating above Semel Atsum, lashed to it by sap strings. What do you do? Um, I have a question about last session because it's a little hazy for me. Sure. Uh, did we figure out why those mercenaries that were supposed to be hanging out with Gene Archibus are not in the city? You did not investigate why the the Steel Kings chose to abandon the city. Uh, you were told a bit from Miriam, but she honestly doesn't know much. She's doing largely conjecture because she lost consciousness before they departed. Uh-huh. But what she, did, did she remember there being tension between the groups or something? Yes. She knows that the Brightblade Company, which is uh, composed of university mercenaries, was loyal to Zeno, Zeno Litchfield, the senior administrator of the Bursar's office, and the Steel Kings, who are led by a man named Carver, Carver King, are from Cragsmith and are Cragsmith mercenaries. Okay. Okay. You currently suspect that the mercenaries are the ones camping on the- Around the ridge? Yeah, around the ridge, away from the city side of the ridge. And we caught traces of them having been foraging, right? Correct. Okay. So, I'm not sure I know much about tactics, but that city's maybe a little bigger and more inhabited looking, admittedly we're from a distance, than I anticipated. Um, should we see if we could find some allies in these other mercenaries? That is an interesting idea. Because I don't, I don't think I can steal even a piece of a statue without at least some kind of distraction going on. Hmm. After all, merc- mercenaries are just friends you have to pay. Basically. It's true. It's true. Do Sometimes you to... pay them with weird things. Mm-hmm. Various people in your employ right now nod. <laughs> 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 yes. Honor. Hmm. I was... never mind. Tristran (laughs) nods sagely to that, as does Anton. No one else does. (laughs) I think that's not a half bad idea. Um, I would like to find out if... um, ah, We just said her name. Miriam knows um, what their arrangement with Jean Archibus was, or what she knows of that. I mean, she does, but it's it's pretty simple. They're, they were hired as uh, mercenaries from Cragsmith to escort the uh, expedition into and out of their, their destination in the Verdwood. Mm-hmm. It's pretty straightforward. It's, it's, a, it's a simple mercenary gig. Since they're outsiders, they don't have, like, intimate lines to each of the other professors on the on the expedition um 
they were also hired by Zeno Litchfield because he's from the Bursar's office. Oh, yes. Um, but they're not, they're not locals. So they they're, they don't seem to have any greater purpose than are willing to go into the woods and are armed with steel weapons. Hmm. Well, as far as we know. As far as you know. As far as we know, that sounds like they could easily be perhaps convinced that we would like them to escort Gene Archibus home. Sooner than planned, perhaps. <laughs> we would like to pay them to fulfill their contract in a more rapid fashion. Possible? I, we won't really know till we uh, meet them. But but I think that's not a bad idea. Um, do we want to see if we can... How do we want to approach them? Do we want to try to like sneak up and listen in on them? Do we want to just walk up to them and be like, "Hey, you're in the Verdwood. We're in the Verdwood. What's the what's you know like? Do we think they've seen our camp? These are questions. Questions that Kaya wants to know the answer to. How much blowing shit up did we do at our camp last night? Uh... Not a lot last night. Explosions were low, but you did have a campfire on a ridge. <sighs> yeah. uh, okay. And that technically wasn't last night. It's oh, actually been a few days right. since then. It's been a while. Right. Yeah. In a lot of different senses. But you've made campfires each time because they, they seem to keep whatever tiny nasties there are at bay. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, most real camping, unless you're dealing with humans coming to kill you, it's generally safer to have a fire. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm no good at the whole sneaking up on people thing. But, like, if you want to do that, like, I'm a good distraction? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I should have taken that invisibility formula. Oh. But, Hmm. nope. Don't have it. No, instead you took something that lets you control giant amber spiders? Really? Summoning monsters? Love it. Really? Do you do you have the invisibility spell like in your book? Nope. Okay. It's a charm person instead. That's right. When the opportunity availed itself to me. I don't know, maybe I'll steal someone's formulary down the road and I'll copy invisibility. Maybe I'll steal Gene Archibus's formulary. Uh oh. Ooh. You are not uh as a strange side note, Gene is an alchemist, but she isn't nearly as prolific as you are something that you're noticing as you're out in the field and i i may not have made this particularly clear when you encountered the druids you have a much wider formulary than any of the alchemists you've encountered you you may be a much more uh prolific applied technology person than uh than you could find back at the university at this point Hey, hey, hey. Maybe all this adventuring has done you some good. Seems that way. All those failed rolls. All those failed rolls. So much learning. Learn. Learn like the wind. The more you know. <laughs> uh, so it sounds like you'd like to, to track these people down. Yeah. I'm going to say that uh, since you have a ranger in your party, there is no role needed to track them. They're foraging. They're not even trying to like hide the path that they took. And they're not traveling very far each day. They're they're pretty easy to find. And if you wanted to approach in secret, you'd be able to do so. Uh, but you would also be able to approach openly. Um, you haven't found signs of silent scouts, like 
sneaking up on you and spying on you or anything. It seems like the par- the parties which have ventured out, they've been foraging. They're waiting. Correct. Hmm. Hmm. Well, maybe they won't be allies, but maybe they can tell us what's going on in the town. Uh, do you guys want to go say hi, or do you want to go uh, uh, mm, drop some eaves? Um, I think... I think saying just just being upfront is probably more our forte and definitely Kaya's preference. Sure. She could she could be sneaky. I can be sneaky if I want to, but it's not really not really what I I want to do. It's not honorable. All right. <laughs> so, you guys begin to approach their camp. It takes you maybe half a day to get there, so like let's say that it's just passing noon, you were able to consume some of your field rations on the way. Uh, you're, you know, you're well fed. The The sun is high today and there aren't clouds in the sky, so you're not going to have to face the rainstorms that dogged you uh, not too long ago. And you, you haven't been harassed by more stone dogs or more masked creatures in the night. Speaking of the masks, Reed has probably been a little less bitchy to the masks. Since we had our weird interrogation. Right. Um, since you've had a couple of days of journey, uh, would you uh, like to use the enchanter skill on another item? Sure. Yeah. Let's play around with an item. Let's see. Last time I played around with the magic missile, the potato gun. Yep. Let's play around with that vine whip. Uh, you've already done the vine whip. Oh. Oh, okay. Never mind. Hmm. I've got samples of Kaya's goo. Oh, my goo! Uh, you've got samples of Kaya's goo. You still have not done either mask? I thought we did the goo last time, and you figured out that it could be an even more potent narcotic than regular yeah. sap. That's yeah. correct. I that thought you did that, because you're, you're all nope. into the narcotics. Nope, I oh, just tasted okay. it. Oh, all right. Yeah. She yeah, tasted it, you enchanted it. Uh, which one would you like to do? The uh, the one that is painted threateningly and was the one that was attempted to be slipped onto you in the night? Or do you want the one that was uh, that you've interrogated? Let's do the one that I was interrogating. We seem to have been forming a bond. I mean, I guess we should get to know each other. <laughs> Maybe have a couple more dates before things get even more serious. Uh, there's no role for this. If I remember right, you just kind of know what a magic item does, correct? Yep. If you're given time to study it? Yep. As far as you can tell, this this is a breed of alchemy that requires being uh, a walkwood, essentially, symbol of a person. That's why the mask is preferred. But you're actually, you guess from the differences between the two masks that you have that other shapes might do. Um... You know that it is primed by some sort of ritual or preparation or something to do not with its creation, but something done after its creation uh, that essentially primes it with memories and desires and uh, yeah, just the memories and desires of another living person. Um, you don't know what any of that ritual is, but that's what you know is imbued onto this, which is why when you spoke to the mask and interrogated the, the, a person wearing it, uh, they had memories and thought they were a person. Um, 
that is somehow imbued onto the mask. And when it gets near uh, a human, actually essentially something significantly similar to whatever it was primed with, uh, if it is placed appropriately, a membrane forms on the backside of it, and it makes both the mask and the flesh of the person permeable, and the two will fuse together. Um, and that fusion will go grow stronger over time. Uh, and that is when the mask begins to take further and further control of the person that it is now inhabiting. Uh, you can tell that that, that permeability, this, this film, I guess, uh, begins to be generated by the person as well, which is why they are able to shapeshift with wooden weapons and stuff. Gross. Though at that point, the consciousness is really the mask instead of the person. Oh, okay. So it's not connecting me to an individual who is still alive somewhere. Or maybe, pot- potentially. You know, this is not a communication, a long-distance communication. This is me interfacing with the memories in the mask itself? Correct. The mask itself is holding it. Oh, okay. And But you don't know how those got imbued on, but you know that there was a process. At some point, it encountered the person, presumably the person. Now that you've, since you've met Branimir Vuk, the ghost, it could conceivably have been made with something like that phantom. You do not, you, you, you suspect that you're dealing with a snapshot of a person. Okay. You do not know how to prime it again, or if it can be. Hmm. We figure out how to unprime it? How to remove the link? That's breaking it, doing sufficient damage to it seems to have actually done that. That might have been what that sort of resonance was when uh, one of the masks broke that would hurt the the stone dogs. Uh, Though, as a note, you now know, add to your, uh, not your formulary so much, but the things you can make with your, uh, your create potion skill you can actually make a mask solvent that will break a mask from a person. Oh, hey. Handy dandy. Uh, it will have to be applied to the to the mask, so you can't, like, if you wanted to do some research and have some significant downtime, you could probably make some sort of gas distribution system or retrofit the magic missile launcher to, to shoot that instead. Right now, what you know enough of how to make would, you know, have to be poured. Hmm. And if it were somebody who'd had the mask on for a long time, it might take a bit or be very painful. Hmm. Hmm. I am suddenly very worried. Oh, now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm not quite with you there. Yet. I mean, we got some we got some interesting transhumanist like upload implications here on this mask. Does it contain a full consciousness? Is it able to develop? Does it grow? Why did one that seemed to be identified with a... Oh, no, it wasn't a human priestess. That was the human priestess doing the ritual. Never mind. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that first mask you tried to put on was a lizard. Lizard. Lizard mask. We can make these, put them on other animals, other people... Maybe maybe constructs, maybe iron immortals. Maybe it could be uh, we could do, we uh, could do some uh, resheathing. Uh, uh, what? Isolde, don't scare me. I'm just considering all the possibilities here. It's important to consider the possibilities so that you don't do them. It's a theoretical exercise. <laughs> so as you head south along the ridgeline, you you encounter essentially the first of the Steel King's company that you're going to meet. 
it's a pair of foragers, uh, two soldiers in leather and steel armor. Though the steel appeals appears to be uh, highlights. Essentially, it's like the the bolts and shoulder joints and some ring mail underneath, some chain mail underneath the uh, armpits of uh, mostly a leather armor. But these two foragers are cutting plants and cutting fruits and appear to be trying to spot maybe tegu. Tegu hunting seems like something that would work well out here. Mm-hmm. And they are armed with some pretty simple looking javelins, which they may have made while they were out here. Oh. Hmm. But you spot these two because they're not being particularly quiet since they're gathering nuts and berries and that kind of stuff rather than seemingly actively hunting. Mm-hmm. And so you, you've got the drop on them, essentially. Um, these two, uh, let's say men, so I don't have to do my terrible girl voices for a bit. Uh, what do you do? Well, I mean, I do terrible girl voice all the time. I think you should join in. (laughs) Yeah, I should say hello. These could be new friends. New friends? Uh, so do you you actually just literally just say hello? Hello. Yes. I'm going to let Isolt say hello. She she has the charm person thing if we need it. I'm the distraction. No, I mean, I'm the... F- <laughs> oh, Christ. So uh, one of them, uh, a taller, uh, darker skinned man, you know, just, whoa, whoa, holds up a hand real quick in, in, in your direction and like looks around and the uh, shorter, paler one behind him, who's the one with the javelins, counts... Three of them, and, uh, oh, uh... Reed waves. Reed waves and grins. Hi. Taya stands stoically. Now, what are you doing out here? You're not with Archibus's expedition, and you're definitely not from Semilatsum. No. That's right. What are you doing out here? We've do- we're doing our own little expedition. Somewhat related. Don't think we'll be stepping on each other's toes too much. You say that you are with Gene Archippus' expedition? Uh, we we were. We're with the Steel Kings. Oh, that's right. We had heard that you had, you had met up with them and had offered your services to them. My name is Professor Isold Heisenberg. It's a pleasure to meet you. Well, what was your name? I'm Breakneck. This is Insolence. Breakneck and Insolence. Uh, Breakneck is the, is the taller one who spoke first. It's, uh... University sponsored two expeditions? <laughs> what happened to the rest of you? Sponsored is maybe loose terminology. Well, we were always a smaller expedition to begin with, but there are a few of us back there. We understand that you have left Dr. Arkebus's employ. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We uh we didn't part on the best of terms. We haven't uh decided exactly what that means. We haven't rightly been paid. We've gotten wages. We've been traveling with them a bit. But uh, let's just say that they, they made demands of changing a contract that we couldn't accept. What did they try to do? Well, we're down a few in number, and those number are guarding a city that we don't belong to. Guarding a city? Why does the city need to be guarded? And for what? They got problems with outsiders. Oh dear. That would include us, wouldn't it? That that would include you. They might greet you friendly-like, but if they asked you to dance, just be careful what they clap on you when they do. Oh, they didn't willingly stay to guard, I'm guessing. Oh, no. Mm. No, they're, uh, they're transfiction, or whatever you want to call it. 
It's not just carried in masks. Little charms, small things can do it. You're kidding. Fascinating. Nah. Nah. It was, uh, bracelets. Bracelets is what they used. Then they put on masks. Shit. Told them not to, tried to stop them, but there was some violence. We came out okay. Shit. Most of us. But you lost members of your company. Two of us. We were 30 in number originally. Now we're down to 28. Hmm. Well. We, uh. How long ago was it? Say that dance. Maybe a week ago, maybe longer now. Jeez, it's hard to keep track here in the woods. Is old, do you Sometimes think that's too days long? just seem to end. Oh, I don't know if their friends can be recovered, but. I mean, I we- Miriam was alright. Hey. It probably had to be about the same time. Hey, hey, is that Miriam? Yeah. You don't got Miriam, a problem with hi. her, right? Miriam sort of, like, shakes a hand and like says hi. Oh, you're acquainted. Yeah, she was in the expedition. What he said. She's a professor. Well, kind of. <laughs> I don't know how, what- Everybody minces words. Junior executive assistant administrator of the bursar's office, thank you, Miriam says. Reed shakes her head. I honestly can't remember my position right now. It's been so long. If you're not with Archibus and you're not with Semelatsum, why don't you come with us? We've got a, we've got some fresh meat, and I bet you haven't seen that in a, a while. If you're out here, it's uh, tegu meat, but it's it's meat. Yeah, that's good. All right. They uh, they wave you on and start heading uh, back towards camp. It's better than frog eggs. It is. Oh, you don't want to eat those out here. Uh, they they work out all right if you're on the marshes, but uh. They don't, they're not right out here. They taste funny. <laughs> One of our boys got sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's like a one in three chance. Easy. Yeah. Especially if, if you got a weak stomach, may, way easier than that. Yeah, we didn't think any of the, any of the, the steel kings had weak stomachs, but you know, you learn something new every mission. <laughs> yeah, and this forest is, uh. Actually, over this side of the ridge might be a bit different than the one I know. Oh, shit. Uh, you're actually- you've- you've gone far from the city side, so you're still on the green side of the ridge. We're- we're in home. I mean, uh... <laughs> Oops. Yeah, you're in home. You're in what could accurately be called the Verdwood, and not called the Goldenwood. Uh-oh. Because remember, the trees were slightly different colored leaves. Yup. Sort of golden hue. Yup. The Goldwood. Yeah, that's the best word we got. I say we claim- that we discovered it. Yeah. I think that, uh, <laughs> wow. We'll add that to the map, and there'll be a little subtext that says, Discovered by Professor Isold Heisenberg of the Tactical and Ethnographic Studies Division. That's right. We'll discover the people that are already living here. Yep, yep. Assistant adjunct professor? I don't remember. I believe that's right. I believe it's assistant adjunct professor Isold Heisenberg. How bad is it if Reed has been just kind of maintaining a low-level high since she figured out she could get high on herself? Oh, that's great. Uh, it's not a it's not a big problem. Your wound hasn't aggravated. Um, you're able to maintain a low-level high. Oh God. So so here's I'll uh, okay. Give me a defy danger whiz. All right, all right. So roll plus whiz. Uh, is this in the pursuit of worldly pleasures, perhaps? Oh, sure, I'll give it that. Yeah. Oh, 
Okay, that's terabad, but not as terabad as it could be. That's a fail, but it's a normal fail, not a not a my uh appetite's getting the better of me. Yeah. So, so you've you've maintained something of a high throughout this trip, and you've you've let it get the sort of better of you a bit, like a few times. And uh what are the stats in this game? Uh basically D&D. Basically D&D. But it's really You've noticed something weird going on, and it's been sort of bothering you a bit, but it's just so nice to not feel as much when Mm -hmm. you're out in this uncomfortable woods and Mm -hmm. you can get high off of yourself. (laughs) You've taken a debility to con. Oh, shit. And the way that's manifesting is that you have this strong desire. It's like you have a great deal more inertia. You have a strong desire to remain still. One might even say that you have a desire to remain rooted. Oh dear, that's not good. And so it's just a little harder to, like, convince yourself to go. And when you are going, there's this desire to, you know, maybe just stop and take it all in. Okay. And you said that was to con? That's to con. Alright, got it. She's gonna, she's gonna need to sober up pretty soon here but nah. um i will give you something else though as a strange side note whenever you go into the woods and you've noticed this over the last few days the woods kind of grow increasingly agitated with you and it seems that like your battle was like sort of a sacrifice that that lowered that agitation mm-hmm. and you would need to make sacrifices regularly uh when you were in the verdwood to keep that agitation down okay since you've started <sighs> Tasting this this weird pus sap. <laughs> it's so gross. You've noticed that the agitation hasn't grown. Maybe it's just because you're kind of stoned, but also maybe it's because the forest doesn't mind so much anymore that you're there. Hmm. Maybe you should just stay. Weird. Huh. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh. So Kaya, while yes. you're on your way back. Yes. Uh, Breakneck asked you, so, uh, you guys said you're not exactly a university expedition. I notice, uh, you're, uh, breeding. Is this, uh, is this an imperial affair now? Um, no, 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 no. Not, nothing as official as that. It's just, it's really, it's just, we, we had heard some things about what Gene Archibus was doing, and, and, of course, Professor Heisenberg here has personal issues, um, which I'm sure you'll <laughs> discover when she rants about Gene Heisen about Gene Archibus, and yeah. So we have I have personal, t- you know, we've been doing things together for a while, and it seemed like the the right, the honorable thing to do to to come and investigate and. Probably put a stop to what Gene Archibus is up to, because it doesn't seem like it is for the best of anyone besides Gene Archibus. And probably, possibly not even her. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd say that was true. I I can't disagree with that. Breakneck's kind of nodding and looking you over. So you're here because you're just a a concerned citizen. And I mean, Isold has a grudge. Yeah, there's, there's the fact that, you know... I owe Isold some some 
karma and also some looking after to make sure she doesn't go over the deep end. And so, you know, we've got to make sure that, you know, we don't stop Jean Archibus and then have an Isold Heisenberg incident. Uh, that's kind of fair, yeah. Hey, hey, Isold, what do you figure the odds are that uh, Jean has already sent word back to the university about her findings here? Reed is clearly trying to egg a rant about Jean Archibus out of Isold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Isold, do you, do you bite the bait and rant? I think so. I think there's going to be a rant. Uh, give me a rough outline of what this rant might contain. The rant about how there's 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 nothing she could have figured out within the past week that hasn't been known already. She's not that good a field a field field worker anyway. Barely barely knows how to how to properly give. Yeah, her. but they sure did give her the funds and. Not someone more experienced. Oh, who knows who she was sleeping with? Probably the whole Berkeley's department. There's... Uh, Insolence is also laughing. There's just no justification based on her past work to get more than, I don't know, maybe half a dozen people funding for for a picnic out in these woods. I've done the review of the literature. She's cited no more than three times. I'm. I, 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 uh, so, so you're actually <laughs> continuing this this rant about citations and a review of literature, and you find you're, that you've gone like down a significant rabbit hole of what those three citations were for uh, when you reach camp. Um, and it's not it's not camp because it's actually sort of a rolling group of approximately like fifteen of the mercenaries who are all just staying close. They're carrying larger packs. They're moving more slowly. They can't forage inside of this situation. They're carrying a sort of the camping gear um, on their backs or on uh, you know uh, like two people are holding like long sticks with a bunch of stuff tied to them, um, long posts I guess at that point. Um, and uh, you're brought to the person who is almost certainly in charge, because at this point you're dealing not with leather armor with steel highlights, but rather um, something rapidly approaching plate mail armor. Oh my! Full metal jacket. Yeah, th- this this is the this is the full metal soldier, uh, Carver King, uh, commander of the Steel King Company. Carver is much older than you would expect uh, an adventurer who would come out into these woods to be. I mean, to give you a best, like, they look like Saw Gerrera from Rogue One. They're they're uh, dark-skinned, old, large swaths of their hair is just gray. Um, they're, they've got a scar on their face. They've got scars all over their hands, uh, which they are not, which are currently ungloved as they are actually manually helping to carry one of those posts with stuff uh, tied to it, one of the camping posts, um, through the woods. And they continue to walk uh, as they they bid you over, lugging it onto their shoulders and then waving an arm over to to indicate that you should join them. All right, what are you you all doing out here? Who are these people? Uh, Breakneck gives a summary introduction of essentially who the three of you are. All right. So you're uh, wanting to do what exactly in Semilatsum or to Gene Archibus? We want to stop. We want to want to investigate 
Simul Atsum, and stop Jean Archibus, and if possible, rescue your compadres and anyone else who is under the thrall of these masks, and see what needs to be done to encourage the people of Simul Atsum to stay in Simul Atsum and just, just leave everyone else alone. <laughs> Staying. <laughs> I don't think that's on the menu anymore. Mm-hmm. So here's what I figure. We show up. We disrupt their uh, their usual way. They greet us. They ambush us. They drag some of us into their city and make them their slaves. And here we are, loyal mercenaries sent out after we're turned upon by our employers, saying, no, 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 it's just their way. No, when their way inc- includes grabbing my people, the only way is fight. But... That city. They said it might be a temple, or a town, or a village, or something. That's a city. There could be 10,000 people and monsters in that city. Oh, I was hoping you weren't going to say that. We're 28 men and women, and we're good fighters, but we are not 1,000 to 1, or 500 to 1, I guess. What, What could you hope to accomplish in such a vast sprawl of humanity and lizard and wood. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I was hoping to do some investigation, but if they're purely hostile, then I don't know. You might want to cut your losses and head back to civilization. So we've got a scout who's been using a spyglass to watch what we can. Came back yesterday telling me that what they'd seen is Jean and her crew and what's left of the Brightblade Company, walking through the city free. They stand out like sore thumbs, dressed nothing like the locals. Jean with that ridiculous bed and throne taken to the Low Temple. I'm not certain hostile's the right word precisely, but unpredictable at best. I don't know why they took our people, I know they would have taken more. But if you want to go in there and find out what's what, Maybe you'll be luckier than us. Maybe they'll just take some of you. Maybe none. They got their fill. If, on the other hand... Is that Miriam I see? Miriam waves again. Hi! How'd you get her out? Why's her face wood? Well, that's complicated. We broke the mask. Unforeseen consequences. You break it? Living ones get set free? Uh, I think Isolde's working on a better method. But yeah, pretty much. From what I understand, it hurt a lot. That's right. I'm working, I'm thinking on a method. If if these masks permit them to communicate with each other over long distances or have some sort of collective memory or consciousness, maybe we can find some way to, well, break all the masks at the same time. What? Sympathetic links, you know, some kind of... Uh, Working that would end not just one ritual mask, but all the masks. It's theoretically possible. I don't know how I'd go. Not sure yet how I would go about doing it. Possibly would have to be done from with it. That kind of business is outside my purview, but if it's going to happen someplace, it's going to be happening in a floating temple above the city. Oh, I was saying, yeah, if this is even doable with the tools we have at hand it's almost certainly 
the case that we would need to be within the city in the place of power that's at the center of it all. Um, how we get there, well, that's anyone's guess. Isn't one of the basic uh, moves some kind of major ritual working? You know how to do it? Oh, right, yes. If I'm in a place of power, I can start, I can, I can do crazy major workings. Um. I wonder if we explored the synergy between your alchemy and whatever the weird stuff is that's going on. I'm just, just kind of thinking about the way the forest is acting, and the way the masks seem to work. I'm wondering if we could encourage the forest to take over the city? Oh, Lord. That, uh... I... They'd have to be real bad before I'd say we should try that. So, uh, Carver is, is, you know, continuing to march onward, but only sort of periodically flicking his eyes to, to the people who are speaking. Um, like he's somebody who, who scouts and makes judgments very quickly and doesn't have to watch you, continue to watch you as you speak. Uh-huh. You said, uh, a place of power. Yeah, that's right. What might that, uh, what might that mean to a lay person? Um, now I will say as the game master, as a strange side note, that most places of power that people are going to be familiar with would be a uh, iron well. That's actually what I was going to ask if that would count. But I am asking you, as the game master and another character within the fiction, if you have another answer as well, Isold? Yes. What is another kind of place of power? Well, a fully stocked alchemist's laboratory would be one. Uh, given their prominence and the amount of magical things you can do with them, iron wells count. Uh, there may this civilization seems to have a uh, a central floating temple, which probably is some form of place of power. Fair. Uh, now, all of you ha- actually technically read might not be aware of this, uh, but um, both Isold and uh, Kaya are familiar with the the floating, the soaring scar on the west side of the Empire, sort of the, just beyond the western border. No. There are flying rocks in this world. Yeah. But they are, they are constrained to that area by and large. Like, maybe once every decade or so, one of them just kind of drifts wildly across the continent. Uh, but, but, so it's not totally alien the idea that a big rock thing might be floating right but the centrality of this thing the yes it's unusual nature in this land probably indicates that there's a place of power that either whether it's a place of power from the floatingness itself or the floating thing was brought to the place of power you mean it could be either right all right well Wells have been in short supply since we reached the forest. We think, uh... I thought we passed one. We did, didn't we? Yeah. It was all grown over, but I bet we could have found a place to shimmy down to it. Yep. Yeah. Hulk thinks he came across one as well. That's the scout I mentioned earlier. There's a bit of a commotion in the, the golden wood. Uh, just on the other side of the ridge. Some sort of, uh tree movement surrounding what might be the entrance to a well. But, uh, 
we don't know what they're up to with it. We didn't see any on that side, and uh, if you saw some, saw one coming up here, we missed it. Yeah, you would have missed it if you hadn't. Oh, did we? Did I notice it? Cause I'm high. Shit. You got a sap runner's marks on you. I suspect that high is not off the menu. <laughs> now I'm out of character trying to remember if it was. It was Kaya's scouting that largely found it. Yeah. Yeah, so I am of the opinion that it might not be a bad thing to um, see how Isold's alchemy and my uh, stuff could synergize in interesting ways, especially given ooze, um, and that we might be able to, I don't know, do something using, you know, the good favor of the wood to magnify our chances of stopping Gene Archibus slash the city? I mean, I think we'd have a leg up if we could, like Isold thinks, disrupt the masks somehow. If what I saw is right, if what I saw, if what I saw is that culture, I don't, there were a lot of masks in the vision I saw. When we, when we were at the city, because we are, our greeting was there where they oh. took our people. Just on the edge, it's some sort of, uh, what almost described as a parade ground. The edge of one of their roads. Mm. One of their beautiful paved roads. We, uh, we saw these giant tegu with big wooden masks. Elaborate ones. They yep. had, like, moving pieces to them. Like, uh, flaps and things to simulate a frill or a mane. These, uh, lion tegu, there were maybe a half dozen of them just to greet us. A half dozen? Masked warriors, dry ones, maybe a half dozen of those, and people, people wearing masks of two kinds, half masks and full masks. The half-masked ones would speak and talk and were just like if I were to put on a mask in some fine city at a fancy ball. The ones who wore the full masks, though, they were always silent. Creepy. Yeah. If you could do something to disrupt that, it might do a lot of good. Yeah. This place is unnatural. Nah. The only reason we've been staying is the hope that we could get our get our friends back. Yeah. Miriam standing there means that that might be done. Yep. It's possible. You say breaking. Breaking is what does it. Mm-hmm. You said you may have a softer way, though. Um... Miriam, no offense, but, uh, those splinters aren't doing you any favors. Remember, she has got, like, half of her face is made of wood. Right. Reed just looks at the guy like, don't make a girl cry, that's- don't. Yeah, rude. <laughs> like, Miriam is already, like, uh, genuflect is not the right word. She's definitely hiding behind Riku, who is doing his absolute best to look as, like- Alpha is probably the word he would use. Oh my god. To, and like, Eustace is right beside him trying to mimic him. Oh my god. Oh, Eustace. Oh my god. What have I done? <laughs> on the plus side, Riku looks like he knows what he's doing and this is somewhat natural. Eustace, on the other hand, is a neckbeard trying to look tough. Yeah. 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 Oh, Eustace. I cry in the inside. Eustace, by the way, has, like, a bandolier of healing potions at this point. Sweet. <laughs> I need to double-check those to make sure I didn't fuck them up. 
That's that'd be a really good smart thing to do. Yeah. I mean, this sounds like as much of a plan as I ever have going into something. We should go find that well, and you should go. Oh, God, I'm encouraging you to do your alchemy thing. What is yeah. wrong? <laughs> you said you guys found a well. We think we found one on the gold side. Which one do you want? Do you want an escort? If you're going to help us get our get our soldiers back, I mean, they're family. Cragsmith is not a big town. We don't lose people lightly. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, for sure. Um, if I could have their names and maybe some details about their their lives, yes, then that um, might sure thing. Maybe something that they they owned an, an item for a sympathetic bond. <laughs> I mean, what's theirs was taken. Ah, they uh, uh they didn't get their bags though, and we've got their pack and kit. Something that would allow me to, that might allow us to recognize them if we wanted to find them or communicate with them on the off chance that we're able to. Well, on the plus side, they'll have steel on them. As far as we can tell, the the people that were taken, uh, Hulk was saying they they still are wearing what they were wearing. Mm. Oh. I hope they've bathed or something. I don't know. I don't know how they would even eat. Um... Their names were Princeling and Flux. Uh, Princeling's a man, about yay tall, a little on the thin side. We feed him, but he never looks like he's been fed. Flux, on the other hand, she's uh, an archer. She she was uh, Hulk's partner, another scout. Uh, They should be pretty easy to spot. Everybody, Everybody that went with us, we stick out like sore thumbs. These people, they wear clothing made of uh, a yellow fabric and, and wood. Hmm. Everything, everything in town is made of this strange wood leather. Is it, is it live or dead? Great question. Hmm. It's not like the masks. Those masks are, you know, planks shaped and carved. No, this is like a, like a bark skin almost. Yeah. People wear it as armor. Yeah. I've not seen the like. I've only seen it once. Once? Where'd you see it? A wood hunter. Uh, at least it sounds like. Sounds like what he had. Hmm. Don't know where he got it. The Order of Wood knows how to make something like this. I, I never heard of it, but... He wasn't, wasn't Order of Wood that I know of. Huh. He found it somewhere, I bet. There are a lot of old ruins on this side of the mountains. Yeah, we convened at a place we got on a saprunner map called Fallfallow Glade. Oh! It's like a temple. Yeah, huh, that place. Good times. Uh, uh, you know it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So where you want to go? So, like, on the one hand, I really want to know what the hubbub on the other side of the forest ridge thing is. On the other other hand, n- no. Uh, Reed is probably curious about what's going on in the yellow the gold woods what about you guys i mean i am curious for sure i would love to be able to walk into the city and take interviews and make a full ethnographic study but it seems like going in there going too close to the city we risk we risk getting captured yeah that makes sense i will tell you guys out of character um, because I don't want you, 
I don't want you to overestimate the immediate danger that is going on if you go into Semel Atsum. Semel Atsum will basically directly pull you into the Sprawl's rules set regarding getting the attention of a larger, undefeatable organization. And so uh, you'll notice that actually on the map right now, there is a Semel Atsum clock. Uh-huh. That is one of the corporations uh, from the Sprawl rules. Uh, and as such, essentially, making too much noise and getting too much attention will get you totally killed. Basically, the whole town will turn against you, and that's not. there's no way to fight against the whole city. But initially arriving, yes, there will be contact, and it will be dangerous because this is a very dangerous world. But it's not like they're not going to kill you on sight. That's not the the threat that is being leveraged. The threat that's being leveraged is that some very unusual negotiations will ensue. Um, you don't rec- exactly know that in character, but I'm trying to tell you out of character that it is a thing that you can approach and that you won't get just sort of Aft. ruined as a result. Yeah, you will only be ruined if you do public things against the interests of the city. Now, I'm still leaning towards the well. Um, Green well or gold well? Which one is is my sap? Which one uh, is my Your ooze? sap is... You are oozing green, as is uh, uh, Kaya and Reed are both oozing green. Okay, then I vote green. And I am still, by the way, carefully returning... Collecting and returning any ooze to the forest. That is clearly day. wiser than what Reed has been up to. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fuck. Actually, uh, uh, this is sort of a cheat, but give me a roll plus whiz if that is the thing you've been doing. Okay, I'm sort of making up an adventure move on the spot. All right, it's a ten. Uh, that's that's great. Yeah. Um. Let me give you a, a weird mutant version of Spout Lore. Uh-oh. So basically using your keen intellect of noticing, like, your insight into how the forest has responded to you doing that, you get kind of more than Reed has put together. Reed is absolutely right that the green forest is becoming more inured of the, the presence of you 2 specifically, Although it is like the rest of your traveling party is being treated like the same pack uh, from an animal standpoint as the two of you. But it's subtle. But you think that in a sense, your infection is getting worse in the sense that you are becoming more and more bound to the Verdwood. It has marked you as its belonging and it is you're not flowing more of this terrible goo but rather it's you can kind of sense that it is deeper inside of you ew and it is up to your judgment whether this is something that should be cured or not but it is allowing you to pass unmolested through the green wood that is it is definitely the reason you haven't been attacked since it started happening huh and your returning it to the wood is having a positive effect you gotta going to unlock any secrets of the wood by giving it goo? Maybe. It is possible that I will unlock secrets of the wood by giving it goo. Awesome, I want to watch. Keep in mind that I am a I, Trick Dempsey, am a big fan of Call of Cthulhu as a game, so understand that giving in too much to arcane mysteries can mean you roll a new character. 
<laughs> yeah. Fair warning. Yeah. But what an interesting way to go. What a way to go. Every character retires and you guys are getting strangely close. Ominous. Who among them will pay the price for their heroics? Find out next week as we continue Iron Immortals. If you like what we do and wish there was more of it, please review and recommend the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to it. And, if you can, support our Patreon at patreon.com slash crookedthimble. We have a Discord there and patrons can come chat with us. It's great. Our music this week was composed by Sergei Tremzinov. You may find links to his work in the show notes. And, as always, thank you.